Aloha, Iowans! We are feeling extra bold today as we will be discussing about bravery and the willingness to take risks into becoming a Filipino based abroad and towards becoming a global citizen. So come and join us once again on this new episode of Ihao Ihao Show Season 3 entitled What's Roasting? Taking, Taking risks, risks and, and braving, braving the world! tayo this is Joe from Vancouver, Canada. Welcome, good day, afternoon, or night, whenever you decided to listen to our podcast. And I'm with my co-host. <laughs> what does it mean, Ara? <laughs> I can translate it for you, but I'd rather not. And this is Ro S from Auckland, New Zealand. Kyoro Koto Kotua from Aotearoa. And you are with... The Eho Crew! Okay, quick question to both of you guys. When you finally decided that you were going to live in another country, was there any fear or apprehensions that you felt? Start tayo sa'yo, Jill. Uh, to be honest, mm, no. It's more of excitement uh, that I felt going to another country. And then when I, when I came to another country, then I felt really afraid. So, so before, before, so before going to Canada, wala. Yes, and I think it's more of, I think it's more of my personality that I'm really confident in whatever I do, and I'm so brave. But when I came here, then I became scared. Mm. Red. Yeah, that's, that's what happened. Galing na mo. Zero zero hesitations, zero apprehensions. Because iba yung motivation kadiba. I went to, I went to China to chase my. Uh, love life, the love, yeah, uh, oh, oh. so, parang so kaila hindi, wala. As in, uh, one hundred percent yung ano ko, motivation. motivation. May kanta ko jan. I'm a big singer. Motivation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, ganda, ganda de ba? <laughs> we said. Um, for me, um, very slight. Very slight because I told you my story before, diwa. Um, parang I already have a friend who's established here, so pretty much I wasn't like problematizing about anything, like even the house or even the friends, group of friends or anything, because I already have a friend that's established here. So who knows the ropes and all that? And I was more of excited, really, in terms of um, the new culture and the new environment that I will be in. So, yeah. We're the same. Years. We're the same. I think we're all courageous. Like, yun yung common din sa atin. So, I guess, it's not the same for everybody. No? Like, um, especially the ones who feel that moving to another country is actually a risk and a big risk to take. Diba? That's why our guest for this episode, or oh, we have a guest, ha, is yet another dear friend and classmate of mine, all the way back in, oh my god, 1999. Totoo ba to? And of friends mo, uh, NF. Happy birthday. 
<laughs> so just like you guys, but just like you guys, she also graduated from UP. So in 2008, she went to Singapore and worked for a couple of companies, including a five years plus stint in Apple. So despite having a stable and good life there, and perhaps from the perspective of people seeing it from the outside, maganda na yung estado na yon. But she again took on another challenge and moved from Singapore to the other side of the world in Europe, in Denmark in 2016. Insatiable. Four years after, so it's 2020 now, she's about to give birth in the next few weeks or next few days. Exciting. And she's here with us to share about her life experiences and the risks that she has taken. So Jill Red and the Recipe Hawaiians, give it up for Liz Lagrimas. Hi, Liz. Yay! Hi, give it up, give it up. Give it up, give it up, give it up. <laughs> <laughs> what give it up, college are you from? Anong college ka I'm from the uh, AIT. So I ah. have to like cross the bridge um, every time and face death. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Anyway, wait, what does that mean? What does that mean? It's on the other side of the road. No, 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 no. Nasa no. labas lang campus yung ano? AI. So it's it's along AIT. the Commonwealth area. So tourism ba yon? Tourism. Not just tourism. Asian Institute of Tourism. tourism. Not just any tourism. <laughs> Not just Philippines, ha, but Asia. Asian. <laughs> and I think that's kind of like explains kung at saan saan na rin nakarating to cities, no? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. just Asia, though. Not, Not just Asian Asia. And European. Asian. <laughs> 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 so wait, nakamusta ka muna. That's the first um, question, siguro. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me here. It's 6.30 in Copenhagen. Well, so it's a tad early, but, you know, I'm really, really pleased to be here. So thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm good. Like you said, I'm. I'm. It could happen any day now. So. Yeah. <laughs> and thanks for saying yes to us, no? While you're at the brink of giving birth. No, I have all the time. What if she gives birth right, right now? Oh my I gosh, think that no. would be like a top chap. Uh, uh, so ang na- pag nanganak siya, ang name ng child niya ay Ihaw. Gusto niyo ba yun? <laughs> Actually, I'm still on the lookout for my my second name. Really? When I was hoping ah, okay. to get like a Filipino inspired name. So mm. consider Ihao. Consider Ihao, <laughs> siguro. <laughs> so Liz, first things first. Dito na. Why did you decide to transfer to Singapore back in 2008? And from the perspective of the people listening as well, wasn't there yeah. enough opportunities for you in the Philippines anyway? 2008, that's insane. Like, I was just reflecting on this last night. It's been, what, 12 years since I since I moved? Um, I was 22 at the time and just graduated. So, from that perspective, it's a little bit even more daunting, right? From, you know, having no life experience and, and kind of just winging it a little bit. So, at the time, part of your mindset, if I remember correctly, like, I have nothing to lose kind of deal. So, my sister used to live in Singapore as well. So she was like, okay, if you want to take a break, maybe just take a couple of months here. And uh, yeah, like 22, what do you know, right? Like I, I had no job, no whatever. So I just went and then, you know, as a tourist at the time to maybe just wind down from the university. And then she was like, while you're here, why don't you just start submitting resumes? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? So I did. And I think it had a lot to do with luck. Three weeks later, I had an offer from my first company, and I was like, "Okay, choose it, So I was just go. So at the time, I, I took it up, and 
actually it really worked out really well. So um, after a short period of time, I got to build a network. So I have a background in computer science and hospitality mm. management. And um, I was working with um, Apple and, and their service providers. So over time, I managed to build a small network and yeah, found myself kind of leading a team in Apple building a back office operations for Asia Pacific. So that was really cool. I think it had a lot to do with luck and grit and mm. the right timing as well. So yeah. mm. right it's something to do with uh, positive energy. It's the kind of energy that you exert and it's the energy that you um, ask that you receive that. Ruba? Yeah. Yeah. Ruba, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I really like what you said, Liz, um, about you have nothing to lose. Yeah. Because some people who have lots to lose don't want to take the risk, right? So, yeah. Mm. Anyway, so yeah, I can totally relate to that because I I also moved from the Philippines to Canada and it might be perceived by others as too challenging or difficult, especially for not just for everybody, but uh, for women, for women like us who need to make sure that, of course, we're safe in the new country uh, and we can protect ourselves too. I mean, we may be stereotyped as too soft or emotional, but the story of women, uh, even mothers, uh, is not new. Let's say, for example, uh, my favorite movie, one of my favorite movies by Vilma Santos, Anak, uh, which was popular, you know, um, back, back in the days. So, so my question for you is, in your, in your opinion, does uh, Filipino women have any, being a woman, uh, have any factor in our ability to survive and be successful abroad? That's a great question, Jill. Like, I think other than um, having to fill out a million forms, right? I think, but this is not just for Filipino women, I suppose. When you go abroad, um, I've been so privileged to be in a position where I haven't been, let's just say, discriminated against or, you know, there's certain unconscious bias because of my culture and my, my nationality and my gender. Right, so both in Singapore and in, in, in Denmark, I would like to think that I've been able to um, thrive a little bit. At, but it all had to do with, like you said, you know, finding the right opportunities, being in the right time, having that positive energy. But at the same time, I am very much aware that this is not the case for other Filipino women, right? Um, systemic discrimination is still there, unconscious bias, right? It's it's just rampant wherever you go. Um, and in that sense, it's a bit, it's really sad because you want to do, you want to be able to do something or change the mindset, but you can only do so much, right, in your own state. So, for example, in Denmark, um, there's a community of affairs. Um, I'm not sure if, if people are aware of the concept, so I'll talk a little bit about what that is. It's, it's um, being an au pair means you travel from one country to, um, let's just say, Denmark. And the idea is you integrate with the culture. Um, and you speak the language, you learn the language, and then you, um, in exchange, you get offered free accommodation and um, food by the employer. So, in here in Denmark, there's a big au pair community. Um, unfortunately, it's being perceived as a way to, you know, earn money and send it back home. So instead of actually using it as an opportunity to integrate with the culture, there's a certain stereotype that if you're from the Philippines, for example, that you probably come from an au pair background, and then. You know, you use it as an opportunity to meet an older person or somebody and then kind of stay there. So 
it's really sad because there's like I said it's still there it's not it's changed quite a bit I think over the years both in both locally in the Philippines and abroad but it's still there so I think for me it's never been a disadvantage but I know I'm in a privileged position so my aim is to try and change that mindset and kind of raise awareness that there's so much more to being stuck in that box right so yeah I hope that answers your question yeah yeah, yeah. you know two, two episodes back we talked about stereotypes and uh, mm. that that exact point was brought up so very interesting no now um, Liz, what were the key success factors on establishing yourself in Singapore? And what were some of the main challenges and how did you overcome them? Um, okay, key success factors factors in establishing myself in, in Singapore. I think, you know, coming with a mindset of like earlier, nothing to lose was a big one. So you don't set yourself up for disappointment or you don't kind of come up with a big expectation that you're gonna you know do this um, I'm also very open to opportunities and, and kind of winging it and going with the flow so I think that helped in terms of um, staying grounded and, and, and opening up myself to opportunities for example travel opportunities um, I think Filipinos as well I mean, undoubtedly, we're extremely hardworking and just a friendly bunch of people. I think everybody can agree that that's been such a, a key um, factor for being able to integrate and meeting other people. We're just, you know, happy and and down to earth in that sense. So I think that helped quite a bit in uh, expanding my horizon um, a lot. And I think one thing that I really, really take pride on is. You know, just going for it and not really thinking about what other people think. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not afraid to kind of break convention and and um, go outside of the norm. So I was raised, just to share with you, I was raised in an extremely uh, religious background. So yeah, <laughs> I grew up. Yeah, I grew up. You know, uh, just doing everything and trying to fit into the mold. Pero I knew inherently. Yeah, I didn't belong or I wanted to do something else and of course it comes with certain risks right like like if you give up your religion or you get disowned or something and, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just something that, that that I knew like deep in my heart like following my gut is was really important like uh, you know where, wherever I go so I still try to use that as my North Star whatever I do so in terms of success yeah, uh, I, I can, can attest to well that, said. no? Na tao, tipo si, pero kung babalikan, <laughs> kung titingnan namin, like for example, in our batch, di ba mag-check kayo, alam, yeah. sino-sino naman yun na somewhere? Si Liz talaga yung parang pinaka, oh my God, saan siya nakarating? Yung talagang, I mean, not like narating sa buhay, pero yung even the places, at saka yung mga choices, and like, bold choices. <laughs> Siya talaga yung magsa-stand out. And I just want to say, right, like these choices, like some of them like end up in disasters, right? Like yes. it, these are not, yeah, yeah, yeah. but but at, at the same time, it's just you learn from it and you, you kind of mm. go from whatever mm. direction you take. So yeah. I've had my share of like stupid decisions as mm. well, but... <laughs> But um, Pero eh. Kap- if, there, yeah. it, kasama talaga yun sa mga risks diba, that you take and everything. Ito. Uh, Liz, did you find adequate amount of time for rest and recreation while you were in Singapore? In Singapore, um, uh-huh. it took a while to actually um, settle down. Again, I'm trying to, to look at back at 
2009 me right and i was 23 so rest and recreation at the time was maybe not the priority um right. you know you're trying to build a career you're trying to make a name for yourself and you're so insecure at the time admittedly right if, if you look back so i think in terms of recreation it took me a while but i did eventually um i found myself practicing yoga actually that was my first um, oh wow yeah um attempt or at least start an uh, attempt to try and balance my life because in singapore it could be quite toxic in terms of work culture and demands of, of the industry right so yeah you know, people you, are I very had, workaholic right yeah absolutely um uh, that part of asia at least it's very competitive and people demand a lot so um, in terms of recreation yeah it took me a while but i did ha- have to prioritize you know what i'm just gonna um stop everything and, and, and switch from work mode to you know doing something for myself which is all about wellness and, and well-being so i found myself practicing yoga hot yoga at the time exactly um so i started practicing yoga at the time and also started kind of learning more about um, well-being and, and, and setting priorities and boundaries and, and yeah that was the start but it wasn't really until recently here in Denmark that I you know made a conscious effort of choosing you know myself and self-care and all mm. of that um, that was how I did it in Singapore okay yeah so you've mentioned we've mentioned Denmark for many times already during the conversation so but nung the questions and the, the first few questions that we have is about how you establish yourself in Singapore until the time that you can find some time to have some time for rest and relaxation and recreation, right? So, looking at it, it's as if you already have a very established life there, good career and everything in Singapore. And some would argue that it is really ideal given that it's also close to home, right? You're also working for Apple yeah. and then Philippines is just how many hours away? Two to three hours away? And, but... Um, at some point, you decided to do another big jump and move to another part of the world, which is Denmark. So, question: I mean, why go so there? <laughs> why move there, and why Denmark? Um, at the time, I didn't know that it was going to be Denmark, but I knew, like, when I reached my seventh year in Singapore, I knew that that I needed to get out. You know, whether it was Canada or whatever, I, I needed to take the time. Yeah, I have a question. Is it because they don't uh, accept citizenship in Singapore? Or is, uh, does it have something to do with that? Or yeah, does not it have, really. Does it have something it, it, I, I didn't no? even like have plans to become a permanent resident at the time. Um, oh, okay. Because I was still, and I think that that kind of lends to you know how I ended up in Denmark. I think. Singapore is great. Don't get me wrong. It's 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 um, such a cool place, modern, and and from a career perspective, you could really go a long way. Or it's not quite homey, if you get what I mean. It's 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 small. It was stifling, and I kind of reached that point where I was like, oh, I I had restless um, feet, and and wanted to find my place or find my tribe, right? So. Um, seven year itch I guess that applies <laughs> to <laughs> I guess I reached that point um, and yeah I, I knew that I wanted to move somewhere again I didn't know that it was going to be Denmark it was lucky that I met someone at the time <laughs> uh, who was traveling around the world and then uh, I was like okay uh, you know what fuck this I'm sorry sorry for my language no, you can <laughs> 
I'm gonna I'm gonna quit my my job and then and then maybe travel the world. That's the one. Thing a I job in do. Apple, ha, na established. Mm-hmm. Kapag iba yeah. magisip, why would you do that? <laughs> but yeah, I know. I was like again. Uh, it was it was a place where I'm like, okay, what's the worst that could happen, right? Yeah. And together with uh, together with um, that mindset of what have I got to lose? Of course, a job. What's the worst that could happen if I lose the job, right? Okay, mm. I go broke. Mm. Um, and then and then what? So I, I kind of go into this mode of okay, if I do this and I lose out on something, what's what's the worst that could happen, right? Mm. And then the worst that could happen if you look at it, it's actually not that bad. If mm. you think about it, if you read. so, so anyway, um, yeah, I met this guy, and uh, we he was traveling around the world at the time. He's from Denmark, um, and we decided to like travel the world for a year. So I was like, okay, yeah, let's go. I have some savings, and and uh, again, what's the worst that could happen if I, I go broke? So I go broke, I go back to the Philippines, and then start over, right? That's, and it's not too bad if you look at it from from, from that perspective. But eventually, yeah, it, it worked out as in um, after traveling uh, for quite a bit, um, you know, he was like, yeah, why, why don't you try Denmark and see if there's any, any opportunities there for you? And so we did it. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I found myself here in 2016, like you said. Again, timing and opportunities, kind of the universe, I guess, <laughs> kind of aligned itself and I found, I found the job and yeah, here I am. Wow. Nice. <laughs> no, na, um, the main reason or one of the main reasons uh, ng, ng tao when they make a big move it's either love or sorry I have to say this but people move because there's something bad happened to them like for example mm. death mm. but it's either love or those So yeah, I'm no, happy for you. True. Yeah, no, it is true. Like tragedy, tragedy could um, play yeah, such a part in you, um, uh, kind of rediscovering yourself. It, it is true, and I think yeah, it, it it makes you like I said, grow even more, right? And mm-hmm. after that tragedy, tragedy again, you have nothing to lose. You you come back with a, a clean slate and a, a fresh out view of things. So. Yeah, so Ehawaiians always want to know, um, and this is always our question, what were the major adjustments and challenges that you've had to overcome? Like living um, in Denmark and also in Singapore, like what were the major adjustments? I think um, the main kind of shock that I got was the weather, and I listened to this previous um, podcast that you had. Um, I think also with somebody from Denmark, from Aarhus, right? And she mentioned. Oh, aye. Aye. Yes. Aye. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's the weather. It it really just has an impact. I mean, living in the equator for like what almost twenty plus years, and then you kind of find yourself. It was December also at the time when I came here, so it was freezing, and then uh, it, it was a bit of a shock. Um, just adjusting to the weather and and like not having sunlight for. A very long time, right? Right. It, it summer makes makes up for for it, but it but that was a bit of a shock. In terms of culture, um, I didn't have a particularly hard time navigating or, or um, getting to know the people. Um, Danes are known to be a reserved bunch, so they don't really like. They're not chatty, like oh hello, sister, so that 
in, in that, that's a good and bad thing because I'm an introvert at heart. But at the same time, it's hard to kind of immerse yourself in the culture and get to know things unless you really get out there, join clubs, for example. Um, main differences. Um, what I love about Denmark the most is the focus on sustainability. Um, mm-hmm. There's a huge uh, movement. I guess it's the same with New Zealand and um, Canada as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, focus on green initiatives. It's one of the greenest places in the world, and also known as like where well, happiest, where where the happiest people in the world live. Um, but I think it's about the society. It's still a socialist kind of country, um, and there's a big focus on, for example leadership, um, female empowerment, and equality. So that, to me, was like just really welcome values um, that, that I, I found that I struggled with in the Philippines and still do. Um, so mm-hmm. I guess it's also up to us to, like you said, inspire and give back when we can. But yeah, that's that's been kind of the main thing, I think, in terms of the differences. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about now, because you're pregnant? Uh, how is it like being an expectant mother? Ah, oh wow. Um, I guess you can never really be ready for it. Um, so we found out that I was pregnant um, when during the start of the year. And this was before COVID. And at the time, also fun fact actually, I, I just um, recently finished my yoga certification training. So, wow. I, <laughs> so and I did it while I was pregnant. And it was like at first I kept ignoring the, the symptoms, right? I was like so tired and exhausted. Or I was like, it's because I'm just training too much. And then actually you found out that <laughs> it was not because of um, yoga, it was because I was pregnant. Um, so <laughs> Uh, but I think it all worked out. I think it may actually have helped with reducing some of my um, symptoms. It's, it's been quite a straightforward mm. uh, pregnancy. Um, thankfully for me, super grateful for that. But in terms of um, how it is being pregnant in during a lockdown in Denmark, mm. I would say I am just filled with gratitude. Now. I still have access to a lot of these things. Of course, I was um, uh, ridden with anxiety in the beginning because um, we had to change some of the regulations. So my partner couldn't attend some of the um, appointments, right? And that's a bit devastating if you really wanna if you really wanna be there together when you find out the gender and when you um, want to make sure uh, that everything's okay. So we we had to like video call dunsa sa loob ng room where you know the, the sonographer announced what gender uh, he was so i'm having a boy by the way oh <laughs> so, congrats thank you but other than that like as i said um it was such a great opportunity because we both were working from home we're, we're both in a, a capacity where we can just literally be a wall apart right and, and he got to um witness my journey my everyday symptoms and it's it was such a blessing so how am i gonna do this and just enjoy every moment so that that was that was quite um, amazing and uh finally like i think being in denmark has a huge role in terms of how i approached it um again because equality and in, in a uh, rights is such a big thing here. Um, we have one year of leave where we're paid by um, the government in full, and I think that's such a luxury, right? Like it's it's just 
it's just unimaginable. One year paid? Yes, exactly. It's so also I, the same in Canada. They Yeah, exactly. Paid? They made it, they made Full it oh, paid. actually 18 months in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, so you can extend Japan it. two years. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's fantastic. I, I hope, you know, other countries follow suit, right? Um, Philippines, Thailand, three months. Three months, <laughs> three months, yeah. But yeah. But even in, in the US, US nothing, exactly. In yeah. US, some of them don't even have any maternity yeah. benefits. You can share that with the dad as well. So that's that's been, that's wow. such amazing, that's really yeah. amazing, right? So, and then we have access to, of course, all the, um, um, facilities and all you have options pretty much so one of the things that, tao. <laughs> yeah correct yes exactly you actually feel that you know you're ta- you, that you're really are, important are right yeah. yeah okay grabe yung takeaway ko kay Liza tapangan nyo lang guys kasi <laughs> so Liz alam mo we have a number of listeners who are contemplating on doing the move to another country but are overwhelmed by the challenges and adjustments they anticipate to encounter so basically wala pa parang tatakot na sila mm. pero um do you have any advice that you can share with them para you know to muster the, the courage and make mm. the move yeah just do it yeah, thanks Reg for, for that question. Um, I'll go back to the, the things that I said earlier. Like if you're contemplating any decision in life, like a major decision or a minor one, then it's always good to just take a step back and, and, and kind of ask yourself, you know, if I do this, what could go wrong? And and um, what's the worst that could happen, right? And then you kind of get a, a second look at, okay, it's actually not too bad. And I think the other important thing to remember for females, but everyone out there, right, is to follow your gut. Like, as in, if something doesn't sit well with you, whether it's another person's values or, or you know, your own kind of instinct, just, just screw that, just follow your own. I think it's really important to get outside. Cliche as it seems, your, your comfort zone, right? And try not to think about, you know, what society is dictating. And, and what is expected from you. Um, I think that's really important to remember. Um, and I think it's also important to like know what your values are. Like, I know important to say, right? Like, if you're going on a move abroad, like, if, you know, do you want to go to Africa? If you want to go to Africa, why, right? Do you care about, you know, you, you have to have a certain set of values because otherwise it's going to clash, right? When you do move somewhere else. So, and then finally, I think for me, um, last thing would be finding your tribe i think that's the the last piece of advice like when you do get into that country it's a whole new world right and it's really important to um you know find find your tribe and it doesn't necessarily have to be you know your your same filipinos for example it's about you know, sharing that space with, with causes that you care about you obviously guys found each other and you found your tribe in that sense right and it, it just means that you know location or time doesn't have anything to do with it it's about shared values yeah so i think ultimately that's that's kind of my, my tips and advice for, for people out there nice Nice. Okay. Uh, any any message to Ihawayans and any shout outs or anything you want to say? Oh, I'm ink. Uh, <laughs> um, to my family. My mom is going to be so proud. So she's <laughs> in, in Canada as well. So oh, I'll, yeah. I'll make sure. Oh, we're in Canada. She's in Coquitlam. Jill, um, oh, meet okay. Mona. British Columbia. It's near <laughs> yes, uh, Vancouver. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I'm going to meet Jill. 
No, um, I guess I, I shout out um, not no one in particular, pero again, uh, Hawaiians for example. Go Dito for net, it. Hawaiian yun. Correct. <laughs> Ayan. Anong tawag dito? Okay, so every segment we have um, like a gimmick. Um, sorry, every episode we have a gimmick segment. So we create specially, one specially for you. So we just have like several categories that na ibabato namin sa'yo. Mabilisan lang to kasi pa, paubos na rin hours natin. You will just rank in that category sino yung 1, 2, 3, 1 being the highest kung Philippines ba, Singapore, or Denmark based on your experience and your own opinion. Cool? Cool. Okay, game. Um, Jill will start. Uh, security. Denmark. Denmark. Okay, then guys. drunk. At three. Oh, Denmark okay. and so then. Denmark. Ah, okay. Denmark, Singapore, Philippines. Oh my god. Healthy lifestyle. Oh, gosh, or it's the same. Denmark, Singapore, Philippines. Great travel destinations. Okay, can we do a tie between Singapore and Denmark, and then the and then. Really? Last you Philippines? Yeah. Eh, lagi ka nasa Ay, Siargao, oh. <laughs> okay. But, so Denmark, Europe, and then Singapore, rest of Asia, right? Okay. So, yeah. Okay, clean. Okay, I'll, I'll give this one to Singapore, and then Denmark, and then the Philippines. <laughs> Stressful. Ayan, magnanola yung Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> the number one yung Philippines mag negative. <laughs> Um, yeah, I get no. Actually, how it depends how you define stress. But I will go with yeah, the Philippines, Singapore, and <laughs> then Okay, nice people. Okay, this I'll give to the Philippines. We have to have yeah, Philippines, um, uh, Denmark, Singapore. Good looking people. Mm. I just call mga Scandinavians. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, I have to say, it's Denmark, um, the Philippines. Okay. Yes. Politically stable. Uh, Philippines. Wala <laughs> <laughs> tawa na lang tayo. <laughs> no, uh, it's, it's Denmark, um, Singapore, and Philippines. And lastly, um, fun. Oh, wow. Um, I have to say it's a tie between the Philippines mm. and Denmark. And then Singapore. Singapore. Nice. Yeah. Is it coat time? Coat time. Coat time. Okay, so our coat, our coat for this episode is from Marianne Williamson. Uh, she said, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Wow, ah, ganda. Why, 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 why like that? Why yun yung napili mo, Jill? Uh, I, I chose it because I think that everybody has their own potential and we're just fearful to see what we can do. Mm, so just go for it. <laughs> okay. Any shout-outs, Jill? Well, I, I have to... Are you gonna say recognize uh, recognize our uh, studio, studio audience? audience yeah. <laughs> yes, the net. You know, the net has been very helpful uh, to me when I was applying in Canada. Really? Um, do you have yeah. any? Yeah, because Canadian out, embassy. Yeah, the net. 
hindi na ako doon nag-work. Oo nga. Totoo, baka matanggal. Ito si Jude ko ano-ano sinasabi. Well, you know, website information lang naman yung binibigay. Oo, website lang. Any shout-out, GF? Shout-out sa friends natin na siguradong makikinig dito. Dayan, Len, and Lenden. Hello! <laughs> Not Jason Young! And Jason, of course. Hindi lang dahil gusto nila, kundi we're being forced Nire-require. by... Nire-require. Uh, required kasi sila Bigay ng comments. Uh, uh, every week, need required yung feedback. Yes. Yes, hi, you guys. So, Thank you for... Oy, top fan si TF sa Ihawayan page. Siyempre. Red shout-outs. Thank you. Shout-out sa mga friends ko sa Maynila. Nasa Maynila na ako. So, yayain nyo naman ako lumabas. Pero after nga ng ano... After na lang, ano ba ito? Pandean ng ECQ or MEC mo ano man. Hindi ko na alam yung terms. Right. Ako, shout out sa dalawang two new cases in New Zealand na parehong galing sa Pilipinas. Oh my God. Oh my God. Sa Pilipino. So, shout out sila, yes. Shout out sa kanilang dalawa. Giginalingan nila. Totoo. Hindi ba sila, ano, nag-protocol? Hindi. Babe, nasa borders naman. Nasa isolation. Pero, yeah. Okay, so please, uh, another great episode. Thank you so much, Liz. And daming, daming insights, daming key learning. So, Ihawayans, please di- follow and DM us on our social media accounts. And of course, Spotify, Google, now also on Apple. And just search for EO Ihaw Show sa Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and also Gmail. Yes, and this has been your EO Ihaw Show Season 3 with Jill, Red, and Roas. And Liz, thank you very much, Liz. Sana makapag-catch up tayo soon or anytime after the COVID and everything. True. Kami yes, naman yung pumunta dyan or punta ka dito sa New Zealand. Very much welcome. I wanna go to Denmark. Yes, yeah, same. Same. So, join us, ag- join us again our next episode. Vises. Tama ba? Vises? Vises. Vises. Yeah. Bye. Vises. Bye. Thank you. Japan.